Hello, welcome to Off Curve. I'm Wicked Good, and I'm talking to you about Hearthstone from the comfort of my gaming chair. And it is a special occasion because all of a sudden, since the last time I spoke to you folks, we got an entire reveal of 35 cards, and they're live. So, um, you know, that, that calls for an emergency review episode. And um, so I have invited back uh, your friend and mine, uh, Matt and Arnes from the Squelch, the Squelch Podcast, and among uh, many other uh, podcast appearances across the internet. And, and Matt, uh, happy to have you back. And I'm, I'm glad you're, you're willing to come back after subjecting you to uh, six hours of card reviews for, uh, for Darkmoon Fair. Well, I figured there's only four priest cards, so it wouldn't take too long. Um, and actually, you know, one of those priest cards is also a warlock card, so we can just like make it work. Uh, so, yeah, no, it's, I'm glad to be back. I had a lot of fun the last time. I'm looking forward to um, being completely wrong about these cards as well. Yeah, I mean, well, I mean, we at least we got a chance. I mean, because it's been so quick that yeah. we uh, we got a chance to to play with them a little bit. Um, I, I did a little bit of testing of a couple decks, and, you know, I, I've got some impressions, but, you know, mostly we're coming in blind and just having had, like, a day to digest all this information. Um, but the good news is for you, uh, you at home, um, the, the the set is live right now. You can open up packs and get the cards, or you can pay $15 or 2000 gold and get a full play set of all of the cards instantly, two copies of all the non-legendaries and one copy of the legendary. So if you have the gold, that's a better deal than um, opening them in packs just because there are 66 cards and you're just not likely to get all of them in, in 20 packs, which you would get for 2,000 gold. Um, but, you know, if you want goldens, you're not going to get goldens through the, through the mini set. You're going to have to craft them. So, you know, use your, use your judgment. Um, but that's really most of the, the news that we have there. And what you need to know but it, it's um and and oh i guess the other thing to be aware of that hopefully will be fixed today is that some of the rarities are showing up wrong so if it looks like you got a pack of five commons i assure you you didn't they're just showing it's the wrong rarity so technical debt hooray uh, <laughs> <laughs> where's the but, where's the ding where's the ding we need to yeah get that, i know i, I need i need like a you know it's it's like the word of the day on like peewee's playhouse or whatever like that's what's what i need <laughs> Um, but you know, we're gonna, we're gonna waste no time because we're just gonna get, get straight into it. And, um, we're gonna start with, uh, Demon Hunter and we're gonna do this the way that if you listen to the Happy Hearthstone review that I did with Andrew of, uh, Scholarman, since we have dual class cards, we're gonna kind of do the, the class and then the dual class, the bridges to the next class, and then keep going until we're out of class cards and then do the neutrals. Our spreadsheet is a beautiful rainbow. Because it is, are, it is it is well done. I, I yeah. love it. It's because uh, we only have like two for each class and then two dual class, so it's just like this this gradient that's down. It's it's very ple very aesthetically pleasing. Um, but let me put the cards on the screen, Matt. If you want to kick us off with uh, Illidari Studies. All right. So Illidari Studies for the audio listeners is a one mana uh, spell. Discover an outcast card. Your next one costs one less. Um, this card is really really good um i was a little bit down on this card and then i like thought about it for a minute and um it's just we can make the cut in like otk demon hunter in sold in soul demon hunter i didn't see it in aggro initially but i think it'll work because um there's only 11 outcast cards and most of them are pretty good most of them are really good um so and also the fact that when you discover it it also puts in the outcast position in your hand 
This card's phenomenal. This card's might be busted. I'm not sure. I gave it a four to kind of hedge my bets. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, and it discounts it, so it's like if you're playing it on six, you can just play the skull. Like it's it's really it's. I've I've seen a lot of demon hunter mains who are extremely excited about this card, and I mean, it's like a twenty percent chance. I think it is right now to get the card that you want. Yeah. Just because it's you know that you said there's eleven outcast cards, and so I think the and and you it's going to choose three of them and it's not going to choose duplicates. So you do a hyper geometric distribution. And I think it comes out to about 20% when I did the math. Yeah. Yeah. I did like, I got like a 27 because I just did three by 11. Cause I'm not that smart. Oh, well, you know, it's, I'm the one with the fancy math. So that, that's what I bring to the table. But it's, <laughs> uh, and I mean, like, if you think about it, like two of those are going to be skull of Goldan and consume magic, which I mean, either one of those, you're probably going to want in any given situation. I mean, even consume magic is just like, I mean, there's a bunch of them that are just draw a card, right? Like Crimson Sigil Runner, Consume Magic, Spectral Sight, even uh, Glide, I guess. But um, but a lot of them are just draw a card right away. So it's, you know, that's really, it's really powerful in terms of like, you're probably not going to get something bad, right? So like, there's not a lot of cost. And then if it replaces itself, like all the better. Yeah, like the, 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 the worst ones you get off it would be like Philosophy... Glide, maybe Star Student Selena, and oh, and Vilefiend Trainer. Those are like the bad ones. Yeah, and and like you can just not pick those. <laughs> yeah, <know>? exactly. <laughs> you know, it's it's like yeah. that's not uh you know that's that's it's not that much of an issue. So, um, I would say I'm probably going with a four on this. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where I don't know where you are with it, but. Yeah, I'm with I'm I'm with a four as well. I'm I mean it's really edging close to that five, but I think it's still I think it's a four. Yeah, I mean it's it's a definitely a good support card. Like I don't know that I would I, no, I don't know that I'm building around it, right? Like it's not defying an archetype, it's just making those like a lot better. Mm-hmm. So I think that but it's gonna be a pretty easy include in a lot of decks. Yeah, agreed. All right. And so we will move on to Fell Saber, which is a four mana five six demon, can only attack if your hero attacked this turn. Well, this is Demon Hunter, so you're going to be attacking. So it's basically a pit lord that doesn't hit you in the face, which is decent. Um, I just I don't the, the only thing I don't know, and I've I have seen a couple decks running this today, um, but I don't know if you need the, like where this fits. Right, that's the problem I have with it. Is like aggro demon hunter doesn't really want anything that costs more than three. It's not a skull or an altruist and or or pull Kelt, really. Like that's that's like where they want to top out their curve. Like you don't really want to be drawing these runner runner with pull Kelt. Um, like soul demon hunter just doesn't need this, and nor nor does OTK demon hunter. But you know we may see some other archetypes, or maybe it'll be good enough to go into aggro demon hunter as it is. Um, but that's why it's it's probably like a three for me because it's like it's a good card, but I just don't know where you want to use it yeah i give this a one just because it will never like current in the current state of demon hunter i don't think it would see play at all Uh, because quite honestly demon hunter doesn't do it doesn't do enough for demon hunter all the cards for demon hunter either do something do damage draw a card um kill things this is just a pile of stats on turn four and yeah you'll be able to attack with it every turn but i don't think it does enough for demon hunter that's the yeah. way, and like, and they, it doesn't reduce down to zero because, or one because, you know, it doesn't have rush. You know, the, the six mana six six was it bladed lady? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. You know, like something like that. Like this doesn't like this doesn't do enough to, in the current Demon Hunter set to actually make it into a deck. That's why yeah. I kind of gave it a one. Like any other class, I think it would actually see play. Or like as a neutral it would see play, but like as a Demon Hunter card, no. And I'm and I'm going to and, and I'm going to get this off Galakrond and be sad. Oh yeah, you super are. And then you're not Well, yeah. I mean at least if you wait till 4 till 4 invokes, you can at least get to attack with it twice or you can just sack pack it. Um, <laughs> but, or, or, you know, find yourself, I, well, you can't even get a lack in Warlock in, in, in that nope. version of Warlock. So yeah, no, never mind. But I, maybe it's a, maybe it's a two. I, the only reason I'm even going up from a one is that I've seen it in deck list today that performed well. And I don't know if they're performing well despite the card or because of the card. So that's why I'm hedging a little bit. So I think maybe a two is where I probably want to end. I mean, that, yeah, average the two scores. That's where you end up, right? Yeah. Um, so let's talk about Fellfire Deadeye. Sure. So Fellfire Dead Eye is a two mana two three. It's a Demon Hunter Hunter card, and its text reads: Your hero power costs one less. So this will make your Demon Hunter hero power cost zero. This will make your Hunter hero power cost one. Um, I think it has more application in Demon Hunter uh, just to get that extra hero power in. Um, in free hero powers, as we know, we're kind of dangerous. The good news is this is a River Crackle stat line. Um, Probably, yeah, like I said, it's probably good enough just for Hunter, just because they might be look like maybe like a Highlander Hunter. But um, honestly, it could just be a River Croc that like you allow you to use your hero power one extra, like a little sooner than you normally would. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm looking at it like Face Hunter runs Tour Guide now, and like mm-hmm. this is a better body than Tour Guide, and it also demands removal, which Tour Guide doesn't do. And Hunter also has cards like Face Stalker that care about you using your hero power that sometimes or, or toxic reinforcements where sometimes it's hard to squeeze it in so this makes it a little bit easier and, and like three health from a hunter is actually surprisingly hard to deal with mm-hmm. um like if you think about how often how long like a dwarven sharpshooter sticks to the board like this could actually have a reasonable lifespan right so that's where i i mean in demon hunter absolutely i could see it just because you know why would you want to pay for your hero power if you don't want to but yeah. even in Hunter, I think it's it's got uses. Um, I think it's a pretty solid three. It might be the kind of kind of card that falls out over time. But you know, if if I've learned anything from Dwarven Sharpshooter, it's that those types of early minions from Hunter can stick a really long time and be really hard to deal with. Yeah, and I think also like with the option of like okay, we're talking about future cards that we have know nothing about. Maybe they do inter- a little more interaction with the hero power. Then this becomes. Much more valuable. That's why I'm still kind of sticking with the three with it. Yeah. So. I mean, in, in Wild, you can use, you can use it with the Rexar hero power, and then, you know. And that's kind of gross. <laughs> I mean, why, we, we don't need to get into Wild. I don't want to get into, like, you know, into into uh, um, controversy and conspiracy theories and whatever after the, the, it's, the, it's just, the thing it's just I started say, on Twitter wild, today. Let's just say Wild's a little wretched right now. Yeah. It's, uh... <laughs> Yeah, they're they're tilling the soil for the uh, for the next balance change for wild, I guess. Exactly. Um, so we will move on to Bola Shot, which is a hunter spell, uh, two mana spell, deal one damage to a minion and two damage to its neighbors. So um, we've seen this card before. It was called Grievous Bite. That did two damage in the middle and one damage on the outside. So this does one damage in the middle and two damage on the outside. But otherwise, it's basically the same thing, and it's probably going to see about the same amount of play which is not very much unless professor slate gets real powerful in a hurry like yeah this this is the professor slate payoff card but it's not that 
great. Like it's 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 like you're playing a bad card in Professor Slay. Sorry, CDC. You're playing a bad card in, <laughs> in, in Professor Slee, and then you're playing another bad card in Bolashot, and the two are only good together, and that's that's tough, right? Like, you're not running spell damage in Hunter. You're not—it's really just Slate that makes that good, and, like, how many boards is this really going to be great against otherwise? Yeah, like I, like I said in my notes, like, Grievous Bite didn't see play. This isn't going to see play. This is a one. Like, you can run spell damage in, in Hunter with Verisa, but then you're also running Verisa in that deck. And you just you just have issues, yeah. Um, so yeah, so we'll call that. I, I think that's probably a one. Also, like I, it, it might have some, you know, some applications, but it's just like it's. Uh, I'm. I mean, I'll I'll selfishly be say that I'm glad that they're giving Hunter not broken cards for a change, but it's. Uh, it, this is this is just like eh, like okay, great. As Crapt hasn't said in the chat, this card is total total bolo shot. <laughs> Oh, so moving, moving, moving on to another bad card. We got uh, Saddlemaster. It's a three-four hunter minion for three. After you play a beast, add a random beast to your hand. Um, random beasts are always not great. Um, they're too. The pool is a little too wide to make to actually fit, to make your deck kind of work around it. And adding it, making sure, and when they come to, when they come to your hand, it just makes it worse because then you have to spend mana and play them to get another bad beast. And you just this is just bad. Yeah, you would need something like Halazi the Lynx maybe in order to yeah. to make this playable. And even that's like. That's kind of a sad payoff because, like, you're you're not really going to be able to chain these very easily. Like, beasts are all over the map in terms of cost. Like, the reason that the reason that that like Whirly Kickmaster and Whirly Kickmaster took forever to become good, but the reason that it actually did become good is because a lot of those cards are cheap, right? So you can you can combo what you can fit in a brain freeze or a or a um, prize plunder or whatever and keep the chain going. Same thing with Nar. Where you like, you can always like throw a one mana secret in at the end from the paladin in order to be able to to keep the chain going and get a little more a little bit more value out of it. Here, you have to play the saddle master and play a minion, and then have enough mana left over to be able to take advantage of that minion if it happens to not cost that much. I mean, yeah. it, and and like, what's the payoff that you get the beast, the beast, right? Yeah, like, or, yeah exactly, <laughs> or or worse. Yeah, and also like with the world kick master comparison world quick master is also two mana this is three and that's a lot more yeah. it's one mana more it's science i mean it does have a bigger butt it is a three four which means that it's going to be it's going to demand removal theoretically but your opponent might just ignore it too because it's yeah exactly i mean like the payoff just isn't isn't there so yeah i think it's definitely a one it's 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 bad for hunter but hunters had gotten so many busted busted sets of cards that you can't feel too bad for them so um, but there are good cards in the set. Well, we're getting there. So, um, resizing pouch is a druid and hunter card. Um, it's a one mana spell. Discover a card with cost equal to your remaining mana crystals. I was a lot more excited for this when I thought it said spell and not card, because I was getting visions of like, oh well, you have no mana left over. So play, you know, with one mana left. You play this, you get an Innervate or a Lightning Bloom, guaranteed, and then you're off to the races. I guess maybe you could do that. It's yeah. because you're going to get you're going. I think there's only five zero cost cards you can get in Druid, 
which would be like Innervate, um, Innervate, Lightning Bloom, uh, Moonfire, and then the two, Wisp and the Desk Imp, I think. I think that's it, yeah. So then you're guaranteed to get a spell that's going to, um, that's going to keep things going. Shwali in the chat saying there's six. What's the, oh, and Biggin. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm, pulling, I'm pulling it up. Neutral. Yeah, and Biggin, and Biggin is zero also. So that could be a little bit of a. Yeah, six. Of yep. a monkey wrench. But even then, you're still guaranteed to get a zero cost spell at with um with zero mana. With with zero mana remaining. So maybe if you have a gadget sand turn, this is a way to get two more draws out of it. But it just it's this it seems like there are better ways to do that. Like you don't you don't really have a problem with finding enough spells to keep a gadget sand turn going in Druid right now. No. Yeah. I like I said, this, it's like, I think I initially saw this as big druid, a big druid card. Uh, kind of like, okay, let's okay, I have 10 mana. Let me find a 9 mana thing. I mean, not 9 mana minion. That might be like a Ysera or something just to refill. But, um, yeah, I don't think this has any application. I saw a... Uh, that was one of the few games I did play today. I saw a, an Embiggen Druid play this and... Um, on zero with zero man with one man or at one mana so zero mana left and they conceded because they apparently misread the card <laughs> they probably didn't read the word remaining on the card they probably just exactly. thought it was going to give them a 10 drop all the time I mean even then it's like you know you're never getting a 10 drop out of this it's uh, yeah I don't know it, it it's it seems like maybe you could run this in big druid but you could just run a minion that you want to get in big yeah, exactly. I mean, yeah, it's or, a little bit more flexible, but like we 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 ran forbidden shaping and priest for like a minute, and then realized that it was just bad to get like random minions that way. I mean, and then you still have to still have to play it. So yeah, I, I I'm gonna I'm willing to say a two on this just because I feel like there might be applications, but no, it's it's a one for now. It's okay. like maybe yeah. maybe in the future it's a two, maybe I doubt it. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. All right, next up we got the first druid first pure druid card Dreaming Drake. It's a 3 mana 3/4 three, taunt with corrupt, gain plus 2 plus 2. It's a dragon. Um I initially thought saw this in, in Big and Druid and then I heard some reports of some people playing in Big and Druid with this and when they corrupt the card when it's embiggened, you lose the embiggened buff and it still oh, costs really? more. Oh, really? It still costs more. Oh, so, oh, because once it once it gets corrupted then it oh, because the, the way card transforms. transforms. Yeah. Ugh. But yeah. still, like a three mana five six taunt was still pretty good when it came out. Um, it makes Breath of Dreams a lot better, and and it's really easy to corrupt in um, uh, in Druid because you play a lot of things that are a lot more than three mana in Druid because Overgrowth is a card. Um, so yeah, I think this is solid. It's not as good as I thought it was to be with Embiggen, but and also Embiggen's rotating out in a couple months anyway. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, and I mean, you're running Strongman in those Druid decks now. This is probably... It's it's not that much different than running the Strongman, except that it is also a dragon, so it turns on the dragon things. Mm-hmm. And it, you also can get it from from random dragon effects. Um, obviously, if you get it off of Ysera, you're going to be sad, because it's going to come out as a 3-4, but... Um, but, I mean, if you're... If you, it, I mean, you're basically running the Strongman just to be able to have something to play... Uh, well, I guess you're you're running out to play it after Survival of the Fittest, and you can't really do that with this. Um, but it, yeah, and and you're also gonna have the same problem with Survival of the Fittest too, right? Where if it's gonna lose the Survival of the Fittest buff unless it's already in your hand. 
yeah. think. Um, I think I think I think yeah. it works with because because strongman corrupt when you well also when strongman's in your hand and you corrupt it. Well, they both happen at the same time, right? Yeah. So so like it comes out, but strongman comes out as a ten ten. So yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Like it corrupts and also then gets the buff applied. But, it's probably just one of those things like when Penflinger survives the you know the 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 wild pyro thing or whatever. Like they both happen at the same time. So yeah, we'll just give the tie to the runner. But yeah. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I mean, I think I could see it. I mean, it, definitely if you're running Breath of Dreams, like this is fine, right? And like we had those kinds of decks. I don't know if we have that kind of deck now, but maybe like a Malagos Druid might run that as some early defense instead of a Strongman or something like that, just because you want to run yeah. Breath of Dreams in that deck anyway. So, I mean, you may as well. Um, yeah, I think it's probably a good solid three. Like I, I the, the fact that I can't really pin down where I expect it to be. It says to me it's probably not higher than a three, but it feels like it's a strong card that you yeah. can probably just throw into a deck and, and be okay with. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think it's like three is kind of where it belongs. Yeah. Um, so we'll move down, move on to Arbor Up, which is I, I my favorite card name of the set, um, which is a five mana spell, summon two, two, two treants, and give your minions plus two, plus one. So... We're really trying super hard to make Token Druid a thing, and I'm, I'm, maybe this is enough. I guess what's weird about this is that, I mean, I guess you're getting two four threes for five mana, which in general is which is fine. Fine, yeah. Um, and with the bonus of if you have if you have a board, it's buffing the rest of it, so it's probably fine. You probably run it in Token Druid because, like, if you're trying to make Token Druid happen. You may as well run this because you you don't have a whole lot else going for you. Um, but in, and if you have any sort of a board, then it'll definitely do something. It's not really going to be. It's kind of weird because like this kind of an effect, you kind of want to have a board already. Mm-hmm. And so you know, do you really need the two two twos? Do you care about them? But I mean, it's it's basically whatever you want it to be. It's either two minions to start off a board or it's buffing in a a board that already exists. So it's probably fine in a token Druid. I don't know. You ever play it outside of it? Yeah. I don't think you play this outside of token Druid. Um, You know, but also there's a, there's a glut of five mana cards that go in that deck now. Um, And I think that makes the deck worse. Um, If the stats, but the buff stats were reversed into like a one plus one plus two, it would be amazing. Yeah. Uh, But otherwise like you're running this instead of savage roar. Uh, or were you running this like with Savage Roar? I, I think guess you have to, I don't think you can cut Savage Roar from that deck. I don't think that's, no, not a, that, at all. that's an option. Not at all. So this so this could be like a five mana Savage Roar. You might run um, it instead of like um, Power of the Wild or um, or something like that, right? Because like this is basically a bigger Power of the Wild. And actually, Craptasm does bring up a good point since he's being very vocal in chat. Uh, the Eclipse cards make this card a lot better. Mm. Um, like so, Solar Eclipse, and you get like that's but it's seven mana to make. Two, four two twos and give them plus four plus two so that's that's four six six fours something like that yeah for eight for 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 seven mana that's pretty that's good pretty decent that's better than yeah. getting uh two brands and 16 armor yeah which is exactly. usually what happens with the, with, the, with the solar eclipse yeah or like with or with lunar eclipse do a deal through damage and then play pay, pay three mana for this it's not bad either um and, and there's a place for it i think I'll, i might i'm ha- initially have it as a two i might bump it up to a three just for that reason but i don't think token druid's a thing i, I so, feel like it's probably a four because if, only because like if you're playing token druid next year you're gonna have to run this card yeah 
right? Like we we're losing, and and we know that they're going to print token druid things. Like they can't help themselves. <laughs> like they yeah. they want like they really want token druid to be an archetype, whether it is or not is is up for discussion, but. Token Druid's always going to be something that's going to be there, you know, viable or not. And I think next year, if you're running Token Druid, you have to play this card. So I think that makes it a four. Even if it's not seeing play right now because Token Druid isn't good enough. But I could see, like, in a in a four, in a four set meta, I could see Token Druid potentially being a thing. Yeah, but all the, a lot of the good Token Druid cards are leaving, too. Like Aeroponics and, like, um, the, um, the, the one that generates a... A, a treant and a few other things. Oh, well, like Garden Gnome or Garden Gnome. Yeah, but yeah, whatever the token. Yeah. But there's a bunch of token druid cards that I can't even think of right now because it hasn't been a while since I played token druid. But well, it's been like, like, since anybody's tried to play token druid. Yeah, yeah. Or like you know, well, the good news is you could keep keep Graybow around, which you just play around with Graybow. Which actually, this is pretty sweet with Graybow. But um, but yeah, I, I don't I don't I don't see it. Well, like I said, I think it's I think it's solid. I think it's a three, but I don't think yeah. it's any better than that. That's fair. That's fair. We can go that. We can go that way. All right. Um, okay. And I think the next one is you. So. All right. Um, so we got our first Druid Shaman card. It's Guidance. This is one of my favorite cards of the set, just design wise. It's a one mana. Uh, look at the two spells, and add one to your hand, or overload uh, one and get both. So this works just like Discover. Um, you get, but instead of three choices, you get two choices, and the third choice is pick both. It works so like it works whatever class you are. So shaman, you'll get shaman cards. Druid, you'll get druid cards. Like I said, it's one of my favorite designs. I don't know how it's going to work, especially when there's only two choices for discover. Especially if both are bad, and that third choice would have been good, but instead you get to choose to take both of those bad cards or not. Um, I don't know. I think the only other application I see for this card is maybe a burn shaman, or because there's a lot of burn in shaman, and you can say, "Okay, just overload one and get and get get both burn cards, and then go from there." So that's that's where I'm at with this card. I think it's like a I'll bump it up to a two. Yeah, I, I guess the question is like I can see this being extremely powerful. I just don't know if you actually put it in a deck on purpose. Yeah. Right. Like out off of Instructor Fireheart, this is sick. Right, because like. You get to pay one, you get two spells if you want the two spells, or you take the one and then you get to you get to generate another spell, mm-hmm. right? So, like, this is really great off Inspector Fireheart. You could start running things like um, like Spellkins and Wandmakers. Wandmakers still going to be with us for another year. Um, Spellkins, thankfully, going away. But you could be running those in, in your deck, too, in order to get these. Um, I mean, I guess if you're playing a Reliquary Shaman, then this is exactly what you want, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I feel I just I don't that's the only thing that I don't know is like do you ever actually run this card on purpose because it feels like a card that you're very happy to generate like radiance right like radiance is a card that you're very happy to generate all the time you would never ever put it in your deck and I this feels like the same thing to me yeah I I, I, I feel that way I think like yeah off of one maker off of that uh the, uh, the the dragon. I think this is really good. Yeah. Um, off Fireheart's amazing, but yeah, I don't think this actually goes. I agree with you. I don't think this actually goes in a deck yet. So I guess that's a two, right? Because like, if you're not actually yep. putting it in a deck on purpose, like, you know, if it's not good enough to put in your deck on purpose, that's a two. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So we'll move on to the shaman, the shaman only cards. So the first one is landslide, which is a two mana spell. Uh, deal one damage to all enemy minions. If you're overloaded, deal one damage again. Uh, this is probably one of the best cards in the set, I think. 
Um, like we used to play uh, Maelstrom Portal in Agro Shaman or or Totem Shaman or whatever. It, it, I mean, this was this was Karazhan day, so it was basically mm-hmm. like pick your pick your 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 minions, but it was basically all the same thing. And you know, it's to be able to first of all, it's all enemy minions and not all minions, which is pretty big because a lot of shamans clears are the whole board and this is actually just enemy minions so it helps you kind of keep board it helps you get rid of get rid of your opponent's stuff if you have spell damage this is four damage for Mm -hmm. two mana and i mean you you would have and again it's all enemy minions so your spell your your spell damage minions will stick or you can have the rune dagger or whatever i think this is i mean and the thing that that's like i played a fair amount of control shaman and the problem with control shaman is like if you don't draw your Hagathis schemes, you just lose because so many of your clears are so expensive and Lightning Storm is still not good enough to play in that deck regardless. Mm-hmm. So this kind of fills the the Lightning Storm gap, especially if you're running spell damage and burn and stuff like that. Like this is just a really solid clear. And, and in that kind of a deck, it's pretty easy to get yourself overloaded. So yeah. I think this is an easy, easy five. Yeah, I'm 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 kind of there. I don't think it goes in like a more of an aggro shaman, but I think like in a mid range to control shaman. Yeah, for sure. This was actually if you listen to the Angry Chicken um, with Salon and Hat and everybody else who is it who was on that show. Uh, this card was nerfed in development. Uh, this oh used to read. This used to read uh, repeat repeat the damage for every overloaded crystal you have. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> So they, they, they said, oh, let's just only make it only happen once. So yeah. yeah, this is this is this goes into that like the multitude of removal that Control Shaman has. Easy uh, mid range, like a mid rangey board based Shaman will love this thing. Spell damage Shaman. This is like I know spell damage Shaman's a bit of a meme, but like maybe with enough maybe support, it's good. I mean, Enhancement Shaman's a real deck now, right? Like, that that runs Lava Burst and Lightning, Bol- Lightning Bolts and stuff like that. Like, that's... It's not a pure Bird Shaman, but it's close. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think this card's really solid. I gave it a four. I might... I think just because it doesn't go in pure aggro Shaman, I think that's the only reason it's a four. I think it's a... This, card, this card's phenomenal. I, I'm, I'm gonna... I'm gonna lobby for a five for this one, just because I All feel right. like... This is, this is the kind of card that I feel like if we give it less than a five, we're gonna be sad later. Probably. <laughs> I, I've been down this road before, so I, I, I feel like I feel like this is kind of the kind of card that we'll hedge on and we'll be sorry about it later. And, and then if we're right, we can gloat, right? So yep. All right. All um, right. Oh, this one's Moving, you. So go ahead. Yep. Moving on to Mist Runner. It's a five mana four four with Battle Cry. Give her friendly minion plus three plus three with Overload one. Um, this is a board based shaman card. Um, probably, you know. Go into that mid range, like a, kind of a mid rangey, maybe maybe totem shaman. It might be too expensive for totem shaman. Um, it's almost a bone mare, in my opinion. Like it's 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 really that good, and you can just pay seven mana for this and a three three, and uh, plus four plus four or plus three plus three totem. That's not that's not bad. Um, I think this card's really good. Uh, I gave it a four. I might become I might be overrating it initially. Um, it might be more of a three because it's more of like a one of or like a niche inclusion in certain shaman decks yeah i mean i guess quest shaman it could be pretty disgusting if quest shaman's a thing because then you're at least you're giving something plus six plus six Mm -hmm. um i i i don't know because like yeah it's bone mare bone mare also gave it taunt which was a big deal Mm -hmm. right like it just kind of put a wall in front and forced your opponent to go through it this doesn't 
actually do that. Um, it's so it's more like uh, it's it's more like a fungal mancer, a single target fungal mancer, really, which is still mm-hmm. good. Um, I, I don't know. I, I feel I'm I'm basically at a three with it, just because I I feel like it could go either way. And and the yeah. overload, I mean, the overload is a cost, but I mean, uh, if you're playing a, playing a, a, a deck like this. You probably a board based shaman that wants to buff its minions. You probably have Vecina, and and you probably have other things like Cumulo Maximus and whatever to capitalize on the overload. Because like this late overload one isn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Um, if it was overload two, we'd have a different discussion, obviously. But yeah. overload one on a five drop isn't that bad. I just don't know. Like it, it, I don't know if there's a deck for this to go in. I guess is where I'm at with it. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I, I I agree with that. It's like it's kind of hard to fit it in, and there's no decks that would benefit from this right now. But we'll see. Yeah. All right. All right. On. Um. So we'll move on to Imprisoned Phoenix, which is a two mana shaman and mage card. Uh, two mana two three elemental, dormant for two turns. Spell damage plus two. Youch. Two is a lot. Yep. <laughs> Two is a lot of spell damage. Um, and, you know, either, in either Shaman or Mage, this is pretty sick because you can t- you have to time it, obviously. But the problem with things like, um, oh, what was the, the Cobalt that was, that was like a four drop? That was like a 2-2 two, two spell damage plus two. Yeah, it was, a, and like, yeah, it was the Corrupted Cobalt or Cor- whatever Corrupted it was. Corrupted Cobalt or whatever the hell it was called. Right, like, because we used to play freeze mage with that and, and use that for um for finishing off the game. And the problem is like keeping that alive or having the mana left over. This basically says, okay, well, you get to have spell damage in two turns, so just don't die. And yeah. there's nothing your opponent can really do to disrupt it. I mean, and and there's so much burn in shaman. I mean, mage they've kind of taken away a lot of their burn recently. They really just have like fire fireball, frostbolt, apexis blast, pyroblast, and. I mean, Pyroblast doesn't really matter, but like, so you could, I mean, you could still go you with a, with, um, uh, uh, Sorcerer's Apprentice, you still could go like, you know, fire, Frostball, Frostball, Fireball after this. Um, but I mean, like, or like Frost Shock, Lightning Bolt, Molten Blast, there's probably a couple others that I'm forgetting, Dunk Tank, like there's yeah. so much burn in Shaman, and to give them spell damage plus two is holy smokes and i mean even like the we just talked about uh about landslide i mean that's a that's a six damage board clear yeah like there's a lot that you can do with two with two spell damage that you get a full turn's worth of mana for yeah also like if you think about it in mage as well like in the in the cyclone mage we have now you drop this in you drop it it pops in two turns and then you drop raz or you drop uh, that works with Shaman too, but I'll, where you drop oh, um, cram session, cram session. That's four cards. This is this is phenomenal. This card's uh, this card's outstanding. I think it's I'm I had it as a three. I think I'm giving it a four. I think there's enough applications in both classes to make this a serious uh, thought of inclusion in both in in both those classes in the in a deck that is designed to do that. Which you know, two spell damage is a lot, especially for two mana. I don't care about waiting for two turns. It's a, it's a lot of spell damage. Yeah, you just need to be able to time it right. But I mean, if you exactly. if you have the burn in your hand, or if you just play it and you just you know know that you're going to draw into stuff that's going to use it, like it's fine, right? So I I think yeah, I think it's and and freeze mage is something that I could see them wanting to make it a thing again. 
Mm-hmm. And because it's been long enough now and Ice Block's gone that I can see them wanting to make Freeze Mage a thing, especially with some of the cards we're going to talk about in a second. So, um, yeah, I think that Mage, Mage may not use it right now, but I would be surprised. I mean, and it is actually, I saw a, uh, a Biscuit Cyclone Mage from Cat that's running two of these. Yeah. Um, I tried a couple of games with it and immediately died to aggro, so I wasn't a big fan. But, but, um, <laughs> but it did seem like it would be useful in that deck, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, this card's good. Okay, so we'll move on to Mage. All right, moving on to Mage with uh, Glacier Racer. Racer? Glacier Racer. Say that five times fast. It's a one-mana, one-three spell burst. Deal three damage to all all frozen enemies. So it's a four-mana AoE with Frost Nova. Blizzard gets a lot better with a five-damage AoE um, for seven mana. Um, with you can just play this on two with and then follow it up with Ray of Frost and uh, deal three damage to a minion. That seems really really good. Um, you can also go face with this. So drop two of them and then drop a Frost Bolt in their face, and it's nine damage. That's there, yeah. there's something there's something here, especially with maybe with Imprisoned Phoenix, and then drop this behind there. That's what like plus two. Well, so that's five plus. Another six. Well, that's yeah. Because that, well, that doesn't get yeah. This doesn't get the spell damage. Is the only yeah. Thing. This doesn't get but, the spell damage. But the but the uh, three damage. But you know, there's there's applications. This card yeah. seems really good. I mean, you can even just run like deep freeze and water elementals, or what, or, or you know, you don't even necessarily need to run the water elementals. But you might run deep freeze in that deck. That's that can still freeze face, or or the water elementals can, and then that's still that's still more damage. And I mean, even like cone of cold would turn into a four damage a four damage AOE. Um, you have brain freeze, which does six now. Like that's like fireballing a minion for two mana. Like there, there's a if, if you're running enough freezes, this is useful. And yeah, and, and, and yeah. mage has mage has all the freezes in the world, and it gets freezes even if it doesn't want them. Exactly. <laughs> like it finds freezes anyway. So yeah, I think this is definitely. I, I I think it's. I don't know if it's a three or a four. It feels like it's going to be a build around, right? Because like, yeah. you are actually going out of your way to find freezes if you're putting this card in your deck. Mm-hmm. So I feel that feels like a four to me because it feels like it's a. It may not be like the build around, but it feels like a build around in it or a, a key support card that would that would be a reason you'd be building a deck in a certain direction. I agree with that. I, like, I think it's that's why I think it's. I, I gave it. I bumped it up to a four. There's just there's so many applications with this. And then we get to. Um, we get to the big biscuit, Conjure Mana Biscuit. Uh, two mana spell, add a biscuit to your hand that refreshes two mana crystals. So basically, it's a pre-nerf innervate that you just have to pay for up front. But um, that's terrifying. It's a spell. So things like um, like like uh, Mana Cyclone get triggered by it. Um, Gadgets and Auctioneer, if you, I don't know if you're ever going in that direction, but you could. Chenvala. Um, all those things get triggered get triggered by this, um, and it's two extra mana on a turn when you probably want to be playing a lot of spells. Um, there's a lot of decks, a lot of mage decks that I mean, you probably just run this in Highlander Mage. Like, who cares? Like, you can still you can still use the mana on a later turn. I mean, a lot of that stuff is expensive. If you're able to play a Solarian back when you used to play a Solarian, like that's pretty good too. You don't necessarily need to go for a Wombo combo, but I mean, the, just being able to innervate pre nerf innervate. Or, or lightning bloom without overload, or I guess you're pre-overloading. I guess it's it's it, that's really what it is. It's lightning bloom in reverse, right? Because you're paying for it up front. 
instant, but you're paying for it up front whenever it's you want. Ex- not on the it's prior not, turn. It's not exactly an innervate. It refreshes. It doesn't generate two mana crystals. Oh, true. That's so true. it basically, so it, you're That's not allowed true. to ramp with this card, but you can play two mana worth of two mana worth of something, play this, and then play another two mana worth of something. Um, so, and I think that's, um, so, and I, I, how many, and how many times in like, in mage and like, especially like, um, Highlander mage, are you just like hero powering their face for two? Just have nothing else better to do. You can just play this and then get that two, 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 two mana back later. Um, I think this is really, I think this is good enough that it actually might bring Cyclone Mage back just for the, for the amount of time that Cyclone Mage has left in standard. This card is super good. And I got a comment on the art. The art is amazing. I would just look at, get, get you a biscuit that looks like that biscuit and just look at it like AFK does because she's in love with that biscuit she created. Yeah, it's, it's a very, it's a very delicious looking biscuit. Um, I, I, this is an easy five. I think that this, like, why are you not, like, there's no real cost to running this, right? You know, I mean, and, and you know, yeah, there's, like, a whole bunch of other things. Like, it ticks off Yogg, it makes Mana Giant better. Evocation. Yeah, all kinds evocation, of stuff. Evocation, you can just play Evocation, yeah. play this off Evocation, and just have a two-mana refresh layer. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's all kinds of, I mean, you'll get it off a of Magic yeah. Trick. A fair, you know, you'll probably take it a lot of the time. Like, there, yeah, there's just, like... There's almost no downside and to it this costs, card. And, easy, and it costs five. one with Sorcerer's Apprentice, so it's like you get a free mana with Sorcerer's Apprentice let down the line. It's almost like putting Dark Lair in your deck. Exactly. <laughs> All right, moving on, since we both love the Biscuit. Uh, Mage Rogue card, uh, moving on to the dual class. Key Warden Ivory, it's a 5-mana 4-5. Five five. With Battle Cry, discover a dual class spell from any class. Spell Burst, get another copy. Um, this is a Highlander Mage, Highlander Rogue. If Highlander Rogue is an actual car- a deck card, uh, all the du- most of the dual class cards are really cheap. They're usually like about half of them, or about one mana, or, or one or two mana or less. Um, I think, yeah, I think the the, the main home is Highlander Mage. Um, the, some of the newer dual class cards are actually really good, especially in Highlander Mage. I'm giving it a three. It's kind of a kind of a tech card that might come in, in or not quite a tech card but kind of like an inclusion that pop in and out of the deck every once in a while i think this is fine yeah and after rotation it might just get a lot better just because you're i mean it's 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 a, a solid you know card that and and you can trigger the spell burst right away sometimes with the card that you draw off of it like you know and then you just get another copy of it so you get like one for now one for later it's like going to the olive garden <laughs> Ooh, those breadsticks we just but, conjured uh, yeah, it's I'm still on the biscuit, I guess, but it's um, I, it's it, but I played it a little bit in that that Cyclone Mage, and it felt fine, but it felt like it was easily replaceable. Yeah, but again, in a four set meta, it's probably it, it'll probably be a little bit more valuable. Now it's just kind of like okay, well, I got a coerce, and that's great, but I'm still dying. Yeah, so yeah, <laughs> so I, it's it's probably it's, it's probably a solid three. Like it's it's fine, but it's probably going to get cut pretty quickly, um, for for more synergistic cards across the board. All right, so we'll move on to Rogue, and um, we have Shenanigans. Or Bananigans. Which is a, everybody get your brooms. Uh, It's a two-mana secret. When your opponent draws their second card in a turn, transform it into a banana. So, I, this feels very narrow. Um, This is one of those secrets that could just never trigger, ever. 
Um, sometimes you might want that if you've got like black check stutters. There's uh, most cards are running. Most decks are running some sort of card draw. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's priest. So it's probably. And what? then there's priest. And then there's priest. Well, priest either draws a million cards or zero. Um, but you know, I, I so if but mo- the thing is that most combo decks are running absurd as amount of card draw, right? Mm-hmm. So I guess the hope is that you're going to hit a combo piece, and that's ambitious, I guess. But it still could, right? Like we used to run like Cold Light Oracle for the same reason. Uh, to try to burn combo pieces. So maybe you try that against those, because if you're running this card, you're probably not beating an o- o- OTK deck anyway. But, I-, I mean, you probably pick it off of Fenar, but I don't know if this is something, unless the meta is really, like, a ton of, like, Battle Rages and and Skulls of Gul'dan and whatever. I don't know if you're actually going to, going to put this in your deck, but you might. Yeah, this is definitely not a main deck secret, but it also but it adds to like the secret complexity of Rogue a little bit. Um, it's really, it's like the only time I would actually pick this is like or play this is if it's off Hanar and if the other two secrets stink. Um, you know, so you know, or if you know you're facing a deck that really requires on relies on card draw and like that first card that they draw or that second card they draw off the t- turn, not the just 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 the second card. That's the only card it hits. Every other card turns into is just whatever the card they are, and you know, so it's okay for the disruption. Um, I think this is like I said, it's it's kind of a tech kind of a play it off discover card. So I, that's where I'm at with this. Or if you really, really hate Skull of Gul'dan. Yeah, agreed. Like, if you super hate Skull of Gul'dan, then you can play this card. Or, but then you're probably not getting Or really floor. hate Ticketus and Lifetap. But yeah. that's about it. Yeah. So it's it's probably a, it's probably a two if you're not putting it in your deck on purpose. I, I like that it exists. It's an, interesting, it's an interesting design for a secret that we haven't seen before. But I just don't, I don't, it feels like a little bit too cute, you know? Yeah, I agree with that. All right, moving on to Spark Joy Treat Cheat. Spark Joy Treat Cheat. Why do I want to say treat? I don't that's, know. That's a that's a that's a mouthful. It is. Um, so it's a three mana three three battle cry. If you're holding a secret, cast it and draw a co- and uh, draw a card. So it's kind of pushing that secret synergy. It's kind of like um, Mad Scientist for Rogue, but you are holding the secret, which is interesting. And it draws you a card, which I don't know why it does that. It doesn't need to, but it does. Um, this 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 seems really good, but I have a feeling where I have a kind of gut feeling where this will be really awkward when you're just holding one secret and you're kind of waiting for your Hanar to show up, and that that secret in your hands, the last secret, and then you just feel bad because it played it. That's where I'm at with it, um, but I think I think this you know this this is good enough to see play in that Hanar Secret Rogue deck. I think you just might need a bigger uh, field of secrets in your hand in your hand, which might make that deck worse. So, yeah, I guess the the thought process is with it. Like if you think about Mad Scientist, like it's thinning your deck, right? Like it's taking a secret out of your mm-hmm. deck, and then one less thing for you to draw. This is kind of doing that. It can't thin your deck if it's in your hand. So it's drawing you the card as like the kind of the the, thinning. the replacement for thinning your yeah. deck, the quote unquote thinning, um, kind of giving you that card that you would have drawn if it was a secret. So I guess I could see that there. I mean, it's still. I mean, it's like it, if you think about it, like um, like Kieran Tormage, right? Because this is basically Kieran Tormage. It's got one less attack, but that's basically what it is. Yeah. Except the Kieran Tormage. I mean, Kieran Tormage does the same thing, but it doesn't draw you a card. Yeah. 
right? So, and we play Kieran Tor Mage. Like, if you're playing a Secret Mage, you play Kieran Tor Mage. You don't, you don't have Hanar in, in, in Kieran Tor Mage, but in, in Secret Mage, thankfully, thank goodness, <laughs> good lord. But, um, but even then, right? Like, you still, play, you still sometimes run Secret Keepers, and you don't want to be drawing, pulling stuff out of your hand, but you will, right? So, I think that if you're playing Secret Rogue, it's this feels like a card you probably oh, yeah. are going to play. I mean, Secret Rogue is, is getting better. It's, it's you know, like, almost there with, with Whirlykick, and maybe this is enough to bring it over the top. Um, but, I mean, it's it's a really good tempo play, and then you get the secret, and then you get to draw a card. Like, this is, if you're playing Secret Rogue, I don't see why you wouldn't play this. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. like, it goes in that Secret Rogue deck. That's why I gave it a three, but I think, like, there's, there, there's some possibilities of this being kind of awkward where you don't want it to go off. It, I mean, it's fine. Yeah. I, I think it's not. It's not. It's not going to make Secret Rogue any more appealing, no. right? Like, see, people are already playing Secret Rogue. It's not. It's not the the build around. Hanar is the build around. Stunner is sort of the build around. Like, this is like uh, just a light, a slight better incentive. Yeah, you know, like a promotion at the Olive Garden, perhaps. But you know, it's the salad. <laughs> but it's, you're already it's, going to the Olive Garden. You don't need the promotion. Yeah, this right? is the so. salad. Hanar's the breadsticks. Exactly. There we go. Oh. The, uh, I would like Hanar a lot better if Hanar were breadsticks. <laughs> I will say that. Because I don't like... Because right now, Hanar is like the, uh, you know, uh, like whatever entree I'm not going to order because it just makes me nauseous. Um, That's that's enough Olive Garden. Can we get off the Olive Garden talk and go to a good restaurant? Yes, okay. <laughs> All right. So um, so speaking, speaking of Olive Garden, Nitro Boost Poison is... <laughs> Uh, the one matter Rogan Warrior spell. Uh, use a, give a minion plus two attack, co- corrupt and your weapon. So it, once upon a time, there was a there was a card called Tinker Sharp Sword so, Tinker's Sharp Sword Oil that was so good that they named the entire deck around it because it was that powerful mm-hmm. um which was a four mana give your give your weapon plus three attack combo and a, and a random minion this is one mana you don't have to combo it you just need to corrupt it which literally any card any other card in your deck will do yeah and you get to target it which is terrifying um i mean the the good news is blade blade um oh blade flurry blade flurry is four man is four yeah, mana it's been so long i forgot the name it's of the card four mana blade Fl- <laughs> Yeah, Blade Flurry and, and Blade Flurry doesn't go face yeah. anymore. So thankfully for that. Um, but other than that, I mean, you're you're getting to buff a minion. You get to choose the minion that gets buffed, which was not always the case when you were having to combo out oil, and then it would sometimes hit the hit the one that you just played in order to combo it, and then it wouldn't be able to attack with it. Um, but you get to choose it, and you just get to play it for one, and then combo something else with it. This, I, I like Agro Rogue. Why wouldn't you? Yeah, like the, you, the, you would. I mean, you no, already have like self sharpening no, sword and all kinds no, of stuff. No, like, why wouldn't no, you? Rogue. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, fair. you know, fair. Um, even like even in warrior, this is good. Um, the thing is, tinkers cost four. This costs one, and you get yeah. one less attack on both the sides. This is ridiculous. This card's bonkers. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, this card's a five. There's there's no doubt about it. This card's good. Yeah. In both classes, this is a five. Yeah. Enrage Warrior, Bomb Warrior, yeah. like any sort of non-control warrior, you'll probably play this. Yeah, agreed. And and you'll be you'll be perfectly happy with it. Yeah. Easy, easy five. 
All right, moving on to Spiked Wheel. Uh, it's a warrior weapon, one mana, zero, two. Um, has plus three attack where your hero has armor. Um, solid weapon and cheap to set up. Uh, you can activate it with your hero power, which is very helpful. Um, but also the fact that currently Armorsmith, Armorsmith and Rippy Risky Skipper exist in, the, in Hearthstone, so you kind of always have armor. Uh, I think this is a solid card. Uh, I don't think you're running it in a Rage Warrior. I think this is just, this is just a Control Warrior tool. Um, I think this uh, kind of makes it a three for me. Um, I think this card is solid. Um, so that's where I'm at with it. I think it's a solid card. I don't think it's like world-breaking, but it's good. See, I have this as a one. I think this is unplayable, hmm. honestly. Because like, you're never putting this in an Aggro Warrior because you don't, you don't want to take time to armor up, right? Like, I was having this discussion with uh, with Andrew on Twitter today, and, uh, you know, it was, a, it was like an old-school Glacial Mysteries argument. Um, and, and he's like, well, you know, this goes in aggro. Like, well, you can use the, ar- like, Armor Vendor, which is the card we're going to talk about in a bit, which is a one-mana minion that gives both minion, both both uh, players armor, for armor. And it's like, well, that cuts out, like, two-thirds of the attack. You could just play an upgrade without a weapon. Mm-hmm. And you'll do more damage net than you will by doing that, sure. right? So, like, and, and, I mean, it's a Fiery War Axe that you're paying one for, but, like, I don't know, even, and in Control Warrior, like, you have things like Minefield, you have Sword and Board for early removal. Like, you don't really need this, and you can just play Sword Eater, which is a much better control tool. Well, Sword, sword right? and Board and, activates this, too. Well, Sword and Board does activate this, but I just I don't know if you want like that much early removal yeah. in, in in Control Warrior. Like you've already got a lot, and a lot of it's not rotating. Mm-hmm. Like Bladestorm's Bladestorm's still with us, right? And Bladestorm was um was Ashes, I think. So you got like Bladestorm, Minefield, Sword and Board. I I don't think any of that um and any of that no. rotates. And it's like you know I'm playing a, a fair amount of Control Warrior now. Like I don't. I don't think you really need this is the thing, unless you really want to get hit your face so you can battle rage. But I mean, there are better ways to do that too. Yeah. So it's just like, it's, I can see where it could be useful. I just don't see like where, like, uh, you know, it's a, it's a fiery war axe that you need to act. You need to spend mana to activate. You need to spend mana probably on the same turn because mm-hmm. your opponent's going to be extra motivated to get rid of your armor. So you can't attack. Actually, Schwal does have it right in the, in the chat, five mana, three, two weapon. Because you have to armor, armor, you have up, to armor twice. up twice in order to yeah, use it. I yeah. agree with that. I, I'm, 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 I'm yeah. going down to a two on it. I agree with I, that. That kind of okay. sold me. I'll, I'll come up to a two. I, I still feel like it's a one, but I'll come up to a two on right. it. Moving on to... Oh, yeah. Ironclad. Uh, three mana, two, four mech. Battle cry. If your hero has armor, gain plus two, plus two. So if, you're, if you have armor, it's a three mana, four, six, which is not bad. It doesn't have taunt. Mm-hmm. So, again, we're not playing this in Aggro Warrior because Aggro Warrior doesn't really want to have armor that badly. And in Control Warrior, this is just a big, dumb pile of stats, which doesn't it's, really do no. anything. Maybe, like, in an Enraged-type Warrior, maybe this is useful. I guess you, you finish off, like, an Armorsmith turn with with this, I guess. But, I, like, I don't... Or maybe, like, Watley's drawing it, but there are probably better things for Watley to draw. It's it's just like it's it's cool, but like where does it go? Yeah. It goes it goes in arena. That's where it goes. Um, okay, fair <laughs> that's that's it, it's 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 a menagerie warrior card for a deck that doesn't exist right now. This card 
I don't think it's like there's a better Menagerie Warrior card in this set that's not a mech. Um, you know that would actually be better in Menagerie Warrior. This card is is not it. Um, this is just a pile of stats on three that will not come down on three. Yeah, I mean I've played a fair amount of Menagerie Warrior, but that's uh scrap scrap warden or whatever the hell it's called the four or five that gives you armor when it dies. Yeah. Is is way better of a mech than this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is probably a one. Yeah, I gave it a one as I well. I didn't. I don't like this card yeah, at all. I got, you just don't have any place to use nope. it. So, all right, moving on to the Warrior Paladin Dual Class Barricade. Four mana, summon a two four. Guard with taunt. If it's your only uh, minion, summon another. Um, this card's fine. I gave it a three. Um, yeah. It goes in that uh, dual paladin. It kind of goes in that big warrior. I think this this is fine in control warrior. Alpha discover maybe. Uh, I'm not sure if it like actually goes in the deck because that deck doesn't have a lot of room to work with um, currently. I think it's fine. It's like you know, yeah. There's there's it's kind of got that Serenite Changgang feel to it, but it's not Serenite Changgang. Uh, yeah. I think it's okay. It's, it, yeah, yeah. It's it's if you don't want to put minions in your deck, aside from certain ones, yeah. Then this is a way to get minions that are not actually minions. Yeah. So yeah, it's fine. I, I think it's a three. It's going to go. It's it's going to be a very niche inclusion unless you're discovering it from for big warrior and and dual paladin. And those two decks are also not going to be playing a lot of minions anyway. So you're almost certainly going to get the second sentence to trigger. And this actually makes this yeah, actually makes a, that yeah. mage rogue card really bad because if you get offered this card, you're probably not taking it because it's not going off. Yeah. Well, at least not not that, that turn. turn yeah. I mean, you, you, pick can it, you can pick it. You can pick it for yeah. later, but yeah. Yeah, you can play a different card to trigger the spell exactly. burst too. I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to trigger the spell burst with the card. You yeah, get. yeah. This is this is this is fine. It's 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 a perfectly chronolic card. Three is three. Uh, three is the definition yep. of fine, or fine is the definition of there three. We go. So, um, imprisoned celestial is a three mana four five minion dormant for two turns. Spell burst. Give your minions divine shield. So. It's this is a very powerful card that I don't know is actually going to be useful because like I mean I guess in Librem Paladin you're always almost always going to have a spell but you you need to like know that you're going to have a spell to play on that turn and then be able to do it with whatever else you're going to do in two turns and you need to know you're going to have a board mm-hmm. in, in two turns or be able to build a board and play a spell in two turns which is kind of asking a lot for the timing because as if you don't trigger the spell burst on the turn this comes down it is going to be public enemy number one and, and your opponent's going to be gunning for it so you really want this it like the the flip side of like the imprisoned phoenix where it's spell damage plus two but you're probably going to have stuff that you're going to use spell damage with mm-hmm. building a board and then having a spell to trigger this is a lot more to ask than just having spells that do damage yeah, I like I, I kind of made it. I I I, f- I think this is like the dual paladin or the dude paladin support card that they've been kind of teasing. Yeah. Um, you can set it up on play it on four with something, and like on turn six when it pops, you can play Carnival Barker and Day at the Fair, um, which you know is comes out a bunch of which which the triggers the spell burst as well as a bunch of dudes. And you know the dudes are bigger because of Carnival Barker, um, or even like you could also just play Lethraxian ahead of time and then just do that anyway. Exactly, right? you know. But I think Lethraxian is actually a bad card in standard. That's just me though. Well, yeah. I mean, well, so is this. So, yeah, you know. that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so I, th- I think it goes there. I think this. Um, I, but I, you know, another card that I absolutely love the design on the Dormant Spellburst is amazing. 
And it's like, I'm glad yeah, they I did. Like a lot too. But I think, yeah, they like, actually, this with just Rally on turn four, or not Rally, uh, Air Raid just seems fine to me, but I don't think. I'm not sure you want it. I'm not sure that's good enough for what's going on currently in standard. Yeah, that that seems like a lot Ooh. of investment. Is this for... is this a wild odd paladin card? Um, that could be. I mean, because then you have a hero power that's going to build you a board. Yeah. So, like on turn five, you could you know, I don't know what the hell spells you're playing in three because it's been a while since I've played tried to or, play odd paladin. There's a, there's a ton of one mana spells in that card in that deck too. Oh yeah, because you're you're playing like buff spells and and yeah. the the th- the three mana give your minion attack and divine shield or whatever and. And yeah, and and yeah, there there are ways you could do that. In in I, I mean, wild is a silly place. Yeah, but yeah, I think uh, yeah, in standard, I I think this is probably a two. It's probably got some value, but I just don't see it really. Maybe in a four set meta when things slow down, maybe it's a little bit better. Yeah, but agreed. Yeah, we would need like some sort of an aggro paladin to exist. We haven't had aggro paladin since uh, magnetic went away. Yeah, so yeah, Libram of Judgment, uh, next card. It's a 7-mana 5-3 weapon, Libram, Libram of Judgment. So it's a Libram, so it gets reduced by the Libram redu- reduction cards. Corrupt gain lifesteal, and the text doesn't really matter because this card is bonkers. Yeah. Um, this is, um, I've had this played against me a couple, um, a couple times this, this, this afternoon, and oh my god, this is like 4-mana deal all the damage. Um, this like this this card's ridiculous. It's a five. It's yeah, probably I mean, the reason to play Librams. Yeah, even if you don't get the life steal, like you have two of the, you're running two of these. That's thirty damage. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's like you just get the Tyrion weapon. Like yeah. you don't even have to play the Tyrion. You just get the Tyrion weapon, and then if it happens to get life steal, like then you're then you're off to the races. And it's not like once you start discounting it, it's actually not super difficult to corrupt mm-hmm. i mean at seven it's hard but i mean if you've played like an outdoor an outdoor truth seeker and an outdoor attendant like then it's down to four then you have a, a bunch of cards in the deck that will corrupt it so um i was playing some liberum paladin today i didn't actually get to use this very much just because i was already killing my opponents before this was relevant but i mean just being able to get that extra damage that sometimes pure paladin or liberum paladin has trouble like at the end if you can't mm-hmm. get a board like this yeah. is just another threat that's that's you know going to you know make them hold on to some of their weapon removal or whatever instead of just playing it out for tempo. So yeah, this is an easy five. Like I, I don't know that Liberum Paladin needed this, but it's it's sure gonna like it. Yeah, yeah, it, it's and it's gonna be playing it for the next year too because this card's yeah. this card's ridiculous. So <laughs> yeah. Um. So we're moving on to the Paladin Priest cards. So everybody, hold on to your butts. <laughs> we we put the priest cards at the end so that if you're already falling asleep then you know then you're, you're already asleep you don't know you will you'll wake up and we'll be through the priest cards and it'll seem like it was just five minutes um but uh rallies a paladin and priest spell for four mana resurrect a friendly one cost two cost and three cost minion so um that in, in both priest and pure paladin maybe not so much liberum paladin Though I could see it maybe in Liberum Paladin just because you have, like, a lot of card draw that you would get. Like, in Liberum Paladin, you're, you could play Luke Hoarder and, or the, 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 the Murloc who summons a dragon and sell its pride. In, in Pure Paladin, you're playing Shot Bots and, um, and Goody Two Shields. And in Priest, you have um, Sethic Veilweaver and Nasmati Bloodweaver, which is a pretty good duo to resurrect both at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, like, I, I don't know about Paladin... 
In Priest, I don't... I, do, I think this is a card you generate. I don't think this is a card you put in your deck. Just because it's... It's very... It's very slow. I mean, Priest is slow, but this is slow even for Priest. And, you know, maybe in a Highlander Priest, you'll run it. But I think in a list with two ups, like, you have so many things that you want to fit in. Like, I, w- I was building a Horse Priest this afternoon and ha- had actually recommended I put this in. And I'm like, I-, I would love to, but I just don't have room in that deck for this. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to have to rely on generating it because, like, there's just not enough room to fit something like this in that that does literally nothing unless you've drawn the other cards ahead of time. Yeah, I think this is this is fine. This is really good. It's like, yeah, in, in Paladin, it's solid because you can get shot by and goody two shields. But the problem is those two have to die before you play this card. Right. Um, it reminds me a little Carl, Call to Arms, but not quite as good as Carl, Call to Arms because um, Call to Arms was broken at four. And you're also uh, probably not playing it on curve. Exactly. You're not playing this on curve. This is a late game card. Um Maybe, yeah, like maybe as a discover, but like then at that point, two drops and three drops aren't good enough. So, yeah, I think this is a three. I think it's a solid three. I think it's a kind of yeah. one that um, kind of goes in and out of decks and also like is really good off of discover, but not the best card. Yeah. Not the reason to play the deck. Yeah. It's, it's probably one of the things you'll take discover off discover a lot, but I don't know. I If it does make it into decks, it's probably going to get cut unless it's a. Uh, you know, a very specific situation like, like a, um, oh God, what can I know? Oh, Master Oakheart situation, right? Where you yeah. want those, all those minions together on the board at the same time for a specific reason. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I'm not, I don't want to put any lower than three because there probably is some sort of a, a broken interaction that's more broken than getting Sethic and Osmani on the board together that I'm not thinking of. But uh, yeah, I, I, it's, it's, it's hard to fit that into the deck if that's not like the, if you're not building around that card. I don't see anything building around that card right now. All right. So moving on to the first priest card, and I'm sorry I get to talk about it before you do. <laughs> uh, four mana, three six, uh, elemental light steed. Uh, your healing effects give the uh, affected uh, affected minions plus two health. Um, this is a really solid four drop for priest. Uh, and I'll leave it up to you to tell tell me how amazing this card is. Well, the thing is with this card is that you don't actually have to heal the minion in order to get the buff. It just needs to be on the board when a healing effect would have hit it. So if you have a board full of minions and you Holy Nova and they're not damaged, they still all get the plus two, bu- plus two buff. Mm-hmm. So uh, this is uh, pretty disgusting because you can just run things like Circle of Healing and I mean, you're you're having to run Circle of Healing, but you know, Circle of Healing in an Asmani Bloodweaver deck is not nearly as bad as it used to be. And or Renew is is pretty sick too because you can just renew the minion and then it gets a plus two buff. It basically you get a free powered shield with it. Um, but any sort of like an AOE heal just buffs your entire board. And and I've been working on a uh, what I'm calling Horse Priest, which is basically Cube Priest, like you because you have the the Psyche splits. And um, I'm not running embalming ritual. I'm, I'm still tr- I'm still tinkering with it, and I'm not sure that it's actually very good. But it's you know when you when you can raise dead this and then get it back again, and you just keep you you know like priest uh, not priest of the feast power word feast gives it plus two plus two then gives it another two health, and it makes it so that this needs to die. But if this is also getting buffed by all these things, then it's it's actually kind of obnoxious to deal with. Of course, the one time that I actually, I was testing this in casual today. And of course I run up against a paladin. And of course they have 
running Liberum of Justices into Barov. When I get when I get these these big boards up, like I had a board of like four fifteen light steeds that I that I I'd psyche split it and, and circle of healing and I'm feeling on top of the world and it, yep liberal of justice consecration your turn like great thank you um, but uh, but I think that you know once we figure out what the right you know what the right combination of things is I think that and and I think that this could be the new the new inner fire priest yeah right because like you're not gonna OTK with it but you could easily get this up to like. 10 12 15 health and then slap an inner fire on it or or anything really it doesn't have to be this right like you can run just other minions that have big bots you could do it you can even you don't need divine shield divine spirit in order to get the health up really high and just you know hit your opponent for 10 or 15 mm-hmm. yeah there's this i think this actually has a really strong application which with a card we're going to talk about a little bit uh, very at the very end of this discussion um I think that, like, because if, because I'll go ahead and spoil it, that one beast, a five mana beast. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a pre- deck too. That's a priest card. Yep. And I Sorry, Sadisi. It's a priest no, card. It is a priest card because. I'm not it, even the one saying it. It's a priest card. <laughs> um, and then if, if you heal that card, it becomes even more difficult to kill. So this is, yeah. this, so I think uh, this card is, this card's a great support card. That's why I kind of gave it a three. Uh, I'm not smart enough to figure it out, um, but I think it has a place in in a kind of a board based priest deck, and I think it's it's just one of those that it's, it's going to be one of those kill on sight cards. I think it's phenomenal. I think it's a four. I'm not willing to go up to a five, but I think it is a four because you're going to build around it, right? Like you're gonna you're going to have to put Holy Nova in where you may not have had, wanted to otherwise, right? Like you might yeah. run things like Circle of Healing. I mean, Renew you're always going to run. But, like, you might run some of those awkward healing cards, like AoE heals, in order to get more value off of this. So I think you're building around this card. I don't think you just... Sl- I mean, maybe Highlander Priest you could just throw one in. But I think in, in, a, in a 2 of Priest, you're actually building around this. And I think that makes it a 4. Yeah. Yeah. It's my show, and it's a Priest card. So okay, There we go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on to a not-so-good yeah. Priest card. Dark Inquisitor yeah. Z- Zanith. Janet. I don't know. I'm just going to call it Dark Inquisitor, Inquisitor Janet now. Um, you know, because we have Carl, we have, you know, all the weird, oddly named priest cards. Um, it's a 5-mana 3-5 legendary battle cry. Reduce the cost of all your corrupt cards in your hand and deck by 2. Um, it's a Keliseth for corrupt cards. It makes your corrupt cards easier to corrupt. But honestly, I think it really exists to make your corrupt your weekly corrupt quest easier to do. Um, so that's about it. I think this. It's. I don't think it's honestly that impactful. It has a real big lady in white feel to me. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't do anything when it hits the board, right? It's it's understated. Um, I have seen a bunch of people trying this today. Like I I, I scrolled through like Donkey's site and just seeing what priest decks people were playing, and I saw a lot of these on ladder um, that people were trying. But that may just be a day one thing, right? Because like you do. I mean, the the thing is that the priest cards are not amazing like you have insight you have the the fool so that goes those go down to free and one mana which is fine like you're obviously going to run clowns because why if you're running corrupt stuff you're going to run clowns and then at seven mana it's a little bit easier to to corrupt because then you're running you can you know plague of death will corrupt it a um uh Murzon will corrupt it and then you could run yasharaj but it's like i don't know if that's really good enough yeah like it just and and if it's late right like at least it's hand indexed. You at least you don't have to like. That's the difference between this and Lady and White. Lady and White was just deck, so this is at least hand in deck, 
so you can um you can actually hold on to the cards and you don't need to just like wait you know hope that they stay in your deck or run like sphere of sapience and just make everything worse right yeah so it's slightly better that way but even then i just don't know that it's worth it yeah. um it's it's i mean it's a build around but it's a bad build around i guess that makes it a three mm-hmm yeah, the coolest part about this card is the artwork. The fact that yeah, they the they're, awesome. they're, they're wearing they're riding a shark is amazing. Yeah. So, but all it, right. yeah, but it's it's not it's not fantastic. All right. So now let's move um, on let's, to let's let's move on to the best class or actually the the card we share as me a warlock yes. man you a priest man. And and I'm probably one of our favorite cards both of us in this set, which Agreed. is Hysteria, which is a 3 mana priest warlock spell. Choose a minion. It attacks random minions until it dies. So basically, you get to take any minion and turn it into Deathwing Mad Aspect for a turn. And if it lives, great. If it dies and it happens to be an opponent that uh, a minion that used to belong to your opponent, so be it. If it happens to have apotheosis on it before it starts attacking everything, then you get to heal a lot. Like there's, it's it's a really good. Like, it's not mass hysteria, I mean, obviously, because it's missing the mass part, but it's, uh, you know, it, it, there are ways, it's going to take a little bit more setup and a little bit more, um, you know, more forethought to set it up, but when you do set it up, this is going to be devastating. Yeah. This this card's a really, like, a really strong card, especially if it's set up properly. I was able to pull off a Corrupted Ticketus and burn my opponent's five cards, and then hysteria it and remove their board. Oof. That felt like a really dirty turn, and it probably was. Um, there is an OTK in Wild currently uh, with this card um, that takes forever. Um, it's basically you Death Speaker a Wretched Tiller, and you and Death Speaker another minion or set Wretched Tiller's attack to zero with the Shrinkmeister, and then you Hysteria the Wretched Tiller, and it attacks forever. And they're actually not quite forever. It attacks 30 times is the the limit we've discovered on Hysteria t- procs. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the limit on... Um, that was the li- That's the limit on Bladestorm 2, I think. I think they yeah. just put a, an arbitrary 30 limit on everything like that. Yeah, so I think... So this... So it does have an OTK that does take forever because the attack animation is for Wretched Tiller is very slow. Um, we'll see how long that lasts uh, or it could just stick in there and be an annoying deck in Wild. But I think this card in standard is phenomenal. I love it. I've used it today, and I'm almost—it's probably a one of index, but I still think it's really good. Yeah, it's it's a very good card. Um, I, I would—I wouldn't be surprised if they just like nerf Wretched Tiller into the ground. Like nobody cared about that card before. They're not going to care about it now. The, the nerf I thought of that makes most sense to me is make sure is set as a Death Speaker only puts a minion immune for one attack. Yeah, for a turn. That yeah. turn. Yeah. I mean, that should be for all the immune effects, really. Like, if you're Agreed. giving a minion immune, and it's not, like, a permanent immunity. But, yeah, it's... Yeah, I mean, this is an easy five, I think. I mean, it's you're going to run it. It's, it's You're going to put in a Highlander deck, you're going to put in a regular deck. Like, it's it's a very good removal, and it's going to get better when we have fewer removal options at rotation. Like, this is this is going to be something that you're, gonna, you're just going to throw into a deck, and it's going to be very good. Yep. All right, moving on to the Warlock cards. Uh, backfire. It's a three mana draw, three mana spell. Draw three cards. Deal three damage to your hero. Um, this currently doesn't see, probably will not see play. Um, I mean, we do. We pay two mana for one card and two life. So um, 
So it's a really good burst card draw, and I think actually once Galakrond rotates, we'll see this more. Uh, it's reasonably costed, um, definitely in a like control or ticketous warlock core. Um, this this card's really good. I give it a three for now. I think it might be a little bit better than that. And even with the zoo, I think it's it's solid because that burst card draw is important. I think it's gonna. I think it's a four. I think that we're not gonna see it now until rotation when expired merchant goes away. I think when expired merchant goes away. Then you're going then because then you're not really going to play Hand of Gul'dan as much anymore because like the whole point of Hand of Gul'dan is you get to recur it with the with the expired merchant and draw through your deck. Once you can't really do that anymore, I don't know if Nightshade Matron sticks around. It probably doesn't. It does. And it, it might. Um, but but you're not you're not you're probably not going to play Hand of Gul'dan with it just for expired merchant to do it unless we're getting some other discard effects. But I mean, draw three, deal three. Like who cares, right? In in zoo. Like three damage is nothing. Like you'll, you're already you're already tapping every turn anyway. So for you to get three cards at once to deal three damage is nothing. So I I think you'll I think I mean you might even see this in like Quest Warlock now before Quest Warlock goes away. There was a Cthulhu Quest Warlock that was there, um, and I wouldn't be surprised, especially if you're running a ton of Soul Fragments. Like you'll heal a lot of that damage back. So I think this is an easy four. I, I don't know that you'll see it right now. It may seem like it was a mistake in, in like a month or two, but I think after rotation you'll see this a lot more than you see it now. Agreed. All right, and then we get... Well, you got my favorite card, so I get your favorite card. It's only fair. So <laughs> Envoy Ed, Ed, Rustwix is a five-mana, five-four demon with death rattle. Shuffle three random uh, prime legendary minions into your deck. I'll, I'll just let you go because I... I I'm not nearly as big on this card as you are. So I, I'm, I'm honestly not that big on the card. I'm like, I, I love it. I love the fact that you can just shuffle three more, three more bombs into your deck and like possibly resummon it with Condrathod. Um, it kind of feels homeless, but then again, I just shoved it in a ticketus, my biggest, my biggest, biggest ticketus warlock today. Um, this card feels like um, there's only one whiff, and that is the shaman one. Uh, the Shaman Prime. The other, the other ones are all re- very solid. Um, it's cards a lot of fun and like it makes sense in the Ticketus Warlock because the Primes can corrupt your Ticketus before you can before you drop your charge. Um, and yeah, there's like I said, there's some sh- sh- shenanigans with Counter Thought. I think this card's a lot of fun. We'll see if it actually s- sticks around in decks more past today, but I think it. I, I gave it. I'm giving it a three just for the fun yeah. factor. With yeah, the card. I, I can see a three. I mean, you'll get you also get it off Galakrond. Yeah, while Galakrond's a thing, and Jabar. Oh yeah, oh that's right. That's the that's the important thing, right? Is that you're gonna yeah. get it off of Jandis, and then rogues are gonna get even more annoying than they are now somehow. And uh, <laughs> you know that that's gonna be a game you're gonna curse. Yeah, you know when they when because they're inevitably gonna shuffle three Solarian primes into the deck. Like that's just the way that it works. I guess mm-hmm. a comma prime is kind of a low roll. That's the six five stealth. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of a low roll. Yeah. That's kind of but, a low roll, I mean, but then again, it's also permanently stealth and it's hard to interact with. So yeah, I mean, it, it's it's uh, you know, I mean, the bar the bar is pretty high, so that's a low roll by you know by the prime standards. But even then, you're not super sad if you get that. No, well, the worst the worst part is like when it dies, and uh, you do not know what primes you get. the The cards shuffle yeah. into your deck face down, so you do not you're not sure what you get until you you draw them. So, and you can possibly get three of the same prime, which is also kind of weird. Yeah. You so. can also just run free admission in that deck too, and then yeah, exactly. you know draw them out. So yeah, most of most oh, most of them are, de- are are they demons? No, 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 I think they're all demons. I, I think all think primes they're... are demons. Maybe I don't know. 
No, McGurgle Prime. McGurgle Prime is a. Oh, McGurgle Prime still a Murloc. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I think uh, Vaj Prime is just a. Yeah, just just a um, waste of space, basically. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Moving on right. to the Demon Demon Hunter Warlock card. Moving back to the top of the list here. Uh, Lucky Soul Hoarder. It's a three mana three four uh, battle cry. Shuffle two soul fragments into your deck. Corrupt. Draw a card. Um, this card is fine. It's a like if you're playing soul shards, it's it's great. It's a solid card. Uh, I've played this a few times today, uncorrupted because it's just good enough. You know, you don't really need to draw a card until late in the game. Which by the time you uh, draw a card late in the game, by the time you you know you do need the card draw late in the game. But like on turn three, this is just fine. Uh, you can swap it out for some of the um, the lesser great. Um, um, soul shard cards like school spirits sometimes cannot be great, and so you can so you can just swap it out for that, or just take out a bad Galakrond card like I'm doing and make it work. Or, or even spirit jail, or like you know you might. Yeah. No spirit like, jail. It depends. Yeah. On, it depends on the deck, but I mean, if you like, if you if you're relying on doing something with demons that you don't want spirit jail or pulling, like if you're you know if you're playing like the you know. The non Galakron ticket is Warlock. You're playing three admission. You really don't want to pull Spirit Jailers with it or whatever. Then, you know. But you like you want to run Sense Demons. You don't want to be pulling that. Like I don't know. But yeah, it's it's um yeah it's fine. And and corrupted, it's great because you just get another card. Maybe you heal off it right away. And um, even if it's not corrupted, it's still a three mana three four, which is fine. I've seen this played today. It felt it seemed great. So yeah, I think it's a four. I mean, mm-hmm. it's probably better than a lot of the other options. That you have. Agreed. I mean, you're not you're never taking Solskjaer out out for it, but no. Um, but you might take some of the others out. Yeah, it's 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 a solid good card. All right, moving yeah. on to the neutrals. All right, so and a couple of these we've already referenced a little bit. So armor vendor is a one mana one three battle cry. Give four armor to each hero. Um, we kind of talked about this earlier with the the warrior weapon. Sure, I, I this feels like an arena card to me. Like there might be re, you know reasons that. You really either really need to, to armor up that badly, that quickly, or you um, or you're trying to enable something like a shield slam or the weapon. But it just feels like there are like you you know you can play sword and board and get armor if you mm-hmm. just need ar- need armor. Period. If you really need that much armor, there are better ways to get it than this. Yeah, I mean it's it's just like it's a one th- one mana one three that does something, so it will see play at some point. But, yeah. you know, like, you know, it kind of fights for board. If it was a 2-3, I think it'd actually be... if it, Yeah, if the stats were better, it would certainly see more play because it'd be better. Worse, yeah. <laughs> but, um, um, but I think it's it's solid. I'm much, like, I gave it a 3 because it's kind of like a... It kind of goes in decks. It might kind of fall in and out of lists. Like, Control Warrior, Armor Up Warrior, sure. Um, you know, get that Shield Slam on that online right away yeah. when it's kind of difficult to happen. Um, yeah, I think I think it's fine. It's not. It's not. It's not terribly exciting. Yeah, I mean, you'd have to be playing a control warrior that actually doesn't want to end the game. Yeah, like because like either um, Silas or um, or etc. Like don't really want to give your opponent armor because that makes it harder to win the game. Mm-hmm. Like it would really be like you know like the Nazoth taunt warrior or, or something like that. That's that's there's really has no win condition and doesn't care. And and that that plan doesn't really work out as well as you would like to think that it does. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I think this is probably a two. Like it'll probably see some sort of play, but not much. Yeah, yeah I agree with you on that one. 
All right, moving on to Crab Rider. It's a two-mana, one-four Murloc with amazing art and amazing flavor text uh, with Rush and Wind Fury. Um, this is a really kind of nutty card against small boards with, like, Toxfin. Um, it also is the card I was referencing earlier for a Menagerie Warrior because you can buff this up pretty quickly and make it uh, with the baton and make it pretty ridiculous you know it's a two it's like two mana one four is probably good enough the rush is good the wind fury is great um i think this is a solid solid pick off of like a random discover and yeah with toxfin it's great i think it's a solid three yeah i think it's actually a four like i mean i don't know if the deck that that wants it is going to be any good but i think in the deck that wants it which is murloc paladin um it's it's great like murloc paladin's problem is being able to come back when it loses board or when it's starting to lose board, right? And this is especially if you have like a like a um, uh, a war leader or something else like that on board, or you're able to play the four the four four that the battlegrounds minion that that buffs them everything up or whatever. Like mm-hmm. this can actually clear a lot out of the way, and it's certainly especially early when you need to keep board so you don't lose it. Like this will take out a lot of early minions. I think that if Murloc Paladin's going to be a thing, and it might be a thing. Um, you know, after rotation, I mean, we do lose tip the scales, mm-hmm. I believe, thankfully. Yes, we do. Um, I, and, and, and GTFO, but, <laughs> um, but even then, like there's, there's other things that we could get that would make Murloc Paladin a viable strategy. And I think that if it is, it's going to be because of this card. Yeah. And, and Menagerie decks are also a thing. So I think this yeah. is a four. I think it's, I think it's a really, it's a really solid card. I mean, you know, I was just surprised they reprinted Flying Machine. And made it cheaper, but well, you know, flying machine didn't have rush or charge. That's true. So. Rush wasn't a thing. It was just yeah. it was just wind fury. Yep. Yep. Okay, and then moving on to Death Warden, which is a three mana two five Death Rattles can't trigger. This, my friends, is a trap. <laughs> yeah. This is I, I had. This is probably one of the other cards that I had the most arguments about on Twitter, and and um, you know, I'm old enough to remember when Mindbreaker was a card which was a three mana two five that said hero powers can't activate. And that didn't see play in a meta that was, it was printed at the same time as shadow reaper Anduin. So if that wasn't good enough to shut down shadow reaper Anduin, this is not going to be good enough to shut down whatever janky death rattles we have going on right now. Like, yeah, yes, you can turn off a, um, you can turn off a, uh, a, a rattle gore. You could also just silence it. Like, yeah. unless your opponent's playing a death rattle heavy deck, like a specifically like Jewel of Nazoth mass resurrection deck, you don't need to run this card. You can just run silences and it'll probably be better for you in the long run. Yep. I think, yeah, on, on that point of silences, I think this is also pr- telling us that silences may not exist post rotation. That's possible. So I think, you know, making this card now that looks like, why is this card here? It looks dumb, but I think it will have a play. And like, yeah, it breaks Rattle Gore, it breaks Librams. There's not much else Death Rattle-wise that is, um, that is that ridiculous that we're actually looking for a tech for yet. But I think this card is narrow enough that it kind of tells you, kind of like telegraphs might, might be going on with the rotation. Yeah, I mean, I could see like Iron Beak Owl going away, right? Uh, like, Iron Beak Owl, that... maybe the Priest Zero Mana Silence card, Master Spells probably going away. I think they probably do want Silence to be a Priest thing. Agreed. You know, so they might, but I, I think they're they're generally trying to keep that to a class mechanic. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, they printed Consume Magic. That's not. I don't. I don't think that rotates, does it? 
Hold on, let me like take I a forget look if here. that's part of the initiate set or not. But I mean, they've they printed silences. I mean, oh, they just printed nameless one, right? Yeah. So uh, consume magics in the initiate set. Okay, so that's going away. But like, like the nameless one is a card they just printed, right? Oh, so Mage I think Hunter's want, a card. Yeah. Yeah, Mage Hunter's a card too. So they they do want silence to be a thing, but I think neutral silence may be something that they want to go away. I would I wouldn't be surprised. So yeah. I could see our 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 hoot hoot boy going to go hang out with his friend Spellbreaker in Wild, and and then the, and then this this card gets a lot better. Right now, I don't think you need this. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm going to say right now, knowing what we know now, I think it's a two. Yeah, but I, I will concede that if silence goes away, this gets a lot better. Agreed. Yeah, I'm I'm still at a one with that for now. Yep. All right. Now moving on to Moonfang. Uh, this is a card we were talking about earlier with Priest. It's five mana six three Beast can only take one damage at a time. Um, like I said, it has a home in Priest. Um, Priest can buff it up. Paladin can buff this up really well, easily. Um, so it makes it impossible. Like any any class that doesn't have hard removal, makes this incredibly difficult to kill. This is amazing off Guardian Animals too. Um, I think a lot of people might be kind of down on this card or kind of ignoring this card. I think this card actually has a home and is ridiculous. Could be ridiculous. And you can pull it off Death Deathstalker Death Rexard in Wild. In Wild. Oh gosh, you can. Ugh. Mm-hmm. God, they need to fix Wild. Really um, that's okay. Nobody plays Hunter in Wild anyway. But <laughs> do windows and and. And and I mean you can psych split it in priest. Yeah. yeah, we talked about this is the other priest legendary. You can psych split it. You could grave rune it. You can buff up its health. You can play it with its with its horsey friend and and buff up its health and then make it really hard to deal with. Like yeah, this is like the three the three health looks a lot a lot like flimsier than it actually is given the card text. I think this card is going to be explored pretty heavily and i think it's going to have a lot of interesting applications mm-hmm. i think it's probably a four i don't think it's quite busted but i think it's going to be better than a lot of people are thinking it is at first glance yeah that's what i gave it i get my initial glance was a four and i think there's 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 things that might happen like you know it's a six three minion that just will stick on the board i think that's is that good enough to see play maybe but like you know, there's, there's, it's like, it's like I said earlier, it's easier, it's easy to buff, it's easy to heal, and it just makes it more difficult and it makes it hard for classes that don't have like single target hard removal. And it's all so, and is off as a card. Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, this might be the beast that you're that you're looking to resurrect with Nazoth too. So maybe this goes in like a Highlander Paladin or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't even know what what beast Highlander Paladin is running when it runs Nazoth, but maybe this is the beast, right? Yeah. Like you only need one in order for Nizoth to resurrect it, so... Alright. Um, yeah, and then we get to the last card, the last neutral, which is, um, unfortunately, ending with a bit of a whimper, but uh, Runaway Blackwing is a 9-mana 9-9 dragon. Um, at the end of your turn, deal 9 damage to a random enemy minion. Um, you're never putting this into a deck, except if you're running Duel or Commencement, um, or, or Dimensional Ripper. Then you might, because like then you're running a bunch of expensive minions that you would have no business playing otherwise if you're going to put colossus of the moon in your deck and if, if your deck would unironically run colossus of the moon you might run this card too mm-hmm. right just because it's it's a nine nine it's an expensive card that you can cheat out and then it also gives you some um, some measure of board control it doesn't go face like brag did but it also you know it's also a dragon so you'll get it off of like priest will probably play it a lot just because it'll get it off of draconic studies a fair amount of time mm-hmm um, and then there are there are spots where you'll just play it, and you'll play it for eight mana, and you'll be fine with it. But I don't think you would put it in a priest on purpose. Yeah, off of discover, this card's great. Uh, you're never putting this in a deck unless you're not paying for it. Um, 
This is like, or like an evolved effect. This is ridiculous. Um, yeah, I think this is this is this is a solid card. It's actually banned in arena, but priests can discover it, which is scary. Um, so, but it's you know, like when I initially saw this card, I'm like, oh my god, they reprinted Ragnaros, and I could put two of them in my deck. But then I saw random enemy minion. I'm like, oh, never mind. But it also can attack and deal nine damage. So. Yeah, it's it's solid. I don't think, like I said, it's I don't think it goes on deck, but it's a discover card. You you might revolve uh, Mogu into it. Yeah, exactly. Like that's what that'll happen. I mean, you don't revolve Mogu all that often, but it happens. Yep. So yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's probably. I think it's a three just because of the big warrior, big paladin, you know, implications. But I don't th- I don't think it's any better than that because I like I do see it going into a deck rarely, but not very often. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right, and that's it. So, I mean, what are your impressions of the set? What do you, I mean, we haven't, you know, we've only gotten to play a few games with it so far because this is Thursday night that we're recording this. But, um, you know, what are you like? Are you excited about this? Are you are you worried? Are you, you know, does it feel like it's enough to make a difference? Like, you know, what are your overall thoughts on the set on the uh, set? I really like this set. I think it's going to be super impactful. I was looking forward to it just for the meta shakeup that it was going to bring. I have a feeling it might bring some classes back for a little bit. I think it might do enough to make the deck, make the, make the, uh, make it, make the game really fun until rotation. And hopefully it doesn't become way too powerful and obnoxious, but we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think I'm, I'm kind of in the same place. I think I'm glad that C mage seeing some play again. I think that's good. Mm-hmm. I'm a little worried about the power level of some of these cards, especially if they're going to be with us for a year. Yeah. Though for, for all we know, they might just come and say, hey, we gave the two for 2,000 gold, and now we're rotating it out in a month. But I, I doubt they would do that, but no, they, you know, they we don't know what the hell's happening. They're rotating out the classic set, supposedly, so who knows what they're doing, right? Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I but I also have faith that they've, they've been pretty quick with the ban ha- with the nerf hammer. So if, the, if something's out of whack, then they'll fix it, right? So. Yeah. Like, if I have to pick the risky, risky skipper of this set, I have to go with the tur- with the turbo poison or whatever. The, the, yeah. The, the, yeah. The, rogue, the rogue warrior card, that card is ridiculous. Linda yeah, Tribust. either that or Hysteria. Those, those two, I think. Yeah, I think. Yeah, there's there's those are the two I'm worried about. But I think but I think overall, I think this card, this set is interesting. It's ed- and has a lot of cool designs. And I, I'm looking forward to many sets in the future that kind of mix flavors as well so yeah yeah and 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 i like bringing back some of these mechanics that were set specific so i think i like dual class cards a lot i think that you know that's a really great way to give to only print 35 cards but have those cards be more impactful across the board so they don't have to they get they actually get to print more per set without actually printing as many cards they get they're able to give four cards to each class without actually printing more cards which is nice yeah so all right, so that's going to do it. This has been, you know, we're, and and if you're if you're still if you're watching the stream, stick around. We'll probably have time for a couple of games. And Matt, you're welcome to stick around and uh, co-op if you'd like. I will. Um, I just got to put my uh, kid to but, bed. Okay, well, <laughs> whichever. If, if not, that's fine too. But um, but before you go, make sure to uh, let every know everyone know where they can find you and uh, and hear more of you. Sure thing. Uh, you can hear me talk um, a lot about and get interrupted often on uh, squelch um we record every week we talk about hearthstone but mostly we just talk about stuff that makes us laugh um you also find me on twitter at mad at arms and in any podcast any just about every hearthstone discord you can just type at matt and probably find me somewhere if i'm not in there let me know (laughs) other than that other than that yeah that's 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 where i'm at 
All right. And um, as always, you can find the show notes um, to this show and every show at um, offcurve.com. You can follow the show's Twitter account at offcurve. Follow me on Twitter at wickedgood. Um, you can follow the Twitch stream, which you, some of you are watching right now. Um, and if you're watching now and you haven't followed, go do that. You can just press the button. If you're not watching the stream, um, you can follow me at twitch.tv slash wickedgoodfm. I stream uh, Monday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern and Thursday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern. Um, you can also join the Discord community at uh, discord.offcurve.com, a wonderful group of supportive people who like to enjoy the game and, and keep things positive. Um, so we'd be happy to have you there. And um, and I think that's it. So um, thank you for listening for this extended episode. Matt, thank you for coming on again. Um, this was fun. We, we managed to get through 35 cards in, in under two hours. So I'm impressed, a, actually. That's a new, <laughs> a new speed re- record for the races. So, um, But thank you all for listening, and uh, be good to each other. We'll talk soon. Have a good one.